best case scenario, it's sex stuff. Yes. And who would want to do that? Brunch. Hit it, boys. Okay, it's been a minute. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who has reached out, sent their thoughts, their prayers, their charitable donations, uh, their remedies. I'm still sick, but I am fighting through it, and I'm here just to let you know what a uh, trooper I am and how very, very deeply brave I am. Just the so, utmost bravery. That's... Just so I've, I've it's really... Like it's DJ... The troops, yeah, and then I've really uh, earned my nickname, Brave Dave. Yes, I'm right. really. They they call me Brave Dave. They don't Dave. hand those out for nothing. For speaking of nicknames that people give uh, themselves, I laughed out loud this week when somebody asked Jason Tatum about how he loves tacos, and he said, uh, "Oh yeah, I love tacos. You know, they call me Taco J." Correction. Jason Tatum calls himself Taco J five times a day on his Instagram story. He just posts a picture of tacos with Taco J. I have never heard anybody ever refer to him as Taco J other than Jason Tatum. And again, as someone who... It's not a good nickname. It's like, it's okay, but... Just like anybody could have that nickname. Right, you could be Taco Taco P. P. Yeah, Yeah, Taco Taco Jalen, Taco Jeff, whatever. Uh, Speaking of Jeff, well, he, uh, he contributed to the the blog this week. That was a very good. That was a very good kind of uh, half Jeff, half uh, click hole yes. type of thing. And I'm a huge fan of shit like that. That was really good. Uh, then uh, we tried to kill our uh, listeners yes. with a strobing gif. I did every, every now and then. One of those will slip through the cracks. You know, <laughs> it's just. It could happen to anyone, uh, right? So we're not going to do the strobing gifts anymore, as far as as far as you know. We've talked. Yeah, we, we might just other like, the, don't want to ruin herd. the surprise. Don't want to ruin the surprise. Uh, we've talked about the guy who got uh, like charged with yeah. attempted assault or whatever. It's like it's like your your uh, your Twitter approach. Like sometimes you just want less people. You want more people who get you. Yeah. So. We like to do that, too, for the podcast account, so we just thin the herd. We kill them through epilepsy. Yeah. I've had roughly, uh, I'd say, like, 80% of my last uh, 110 tweets, which would be how many tweets? 110. 80% of uh, 110. 85 around that area? Well, uh, let's see. You do 110. 81? 80? No, 80... No, Wait, math again. one ten, so it's one point one, right? One point one times eighty, so that's eighty. Would it be? It wouldn't be eighty point eight. It would have to be higher. Would it be eighty eight? Might be eighty eight, because yeah, because uh, eight out of ten is eighty percent. Yeah, so like eighty out of a hundred. Wait, so you. I don't know. Eighty percent of one hundred and ten. Eighty percent of your one hundred and ten. Right? All right, I'm gonna guess eighty-eight, and then <laughs> I've actually got an app on my phone that bangs this I'm out. I'm almost pretty sure that it's that it's eighty-eight. I think it's eighty-eight too. I said eighty-eight first, by the way. Yeah, it's one point. Wait, what? Uh, wait. Oh, it's eighty-eight divided by. Wait, what? Uh, eight. How do you f- even put that into a calculator? Eighty-eight divided by one ten times a hundred times no then we get 80 all right oh wait 80 divided by 110 110 times 100 times that doesn't seem right. it says 72 (laughs) now we've started with wait 80 percent of 110 should be more than 80 right so 80 percent of 100 is uh yeah it's 88 because 80 percent of 100 is 80, obviously, and 80% of 10 is 8. Would it be 100 divided by 88 times 8 equals 9? 9.09? It's not 9. No. Nine's not the answer to what's 80% of 110. Yeah, let's see if I can figure this out. Right. So it's one ten, I'm going to do 110 divided by 80 equals 1.35 times 100. That doesn't seem right. I don't know. No, I'm going to figure this out. I know how to do this. What is you just go 
Googling it. Yeah. I do that a lot of times with math. What is 80... See if Siri knows. Percent of... Siri, what is 80% of 110? The answer is 88. I knew it. I said it first. Siri, good at math. Nice. Big win. Uh, Here's uh, some other math. We are going to take the number of episodes we do per week and divide it by... What would even that be? One half. Well, you don't divide it by one half. Yeah, you cut it in half. You know, you divide it by two. So we're gonna we're gonna times the num- we're gonna multiply the number of episodes we do per by, week one, by half, one half, or divide it by one two f- for, by two. Yes. <laughs> uh, for the time being, we're gonna go back to one episode per week for a myriad of reasons, and I we both think that this is a very good thing because the most important thing for this show is the episodes and the energy and uh us always having shit to talk about and between and be uh, able to flex our creative muscles yes i that's, think like yeah stretching out the the time between episodes is going to allow us to kind of rack our brains a little bit more right we uh yeah, like we'll, we won't always have to be like looking around the corner the or like, oh, wait, should we save this for next week or blah, blah, or like the, the next episode. So uh, this is this is a good thing. I, I, I hope that nobody takes this as like a weird thing, but honestly, take it as this. We want the episodes to be awesome. And it's not like the I think that actually the episodes for a while have been good, but uh, at least for me speaking uh i i've been stretched really thin with a lot of things and i'm not good at putting less than 100% into something so between work and here and some other stuff i've been i've felt at times like i've been at 80% i've felt at times like i've been at 40% and that drives me crazy because if i'm doing something that's not like we're going balls to the wall then I'm completely checked out, and that's not good for anybody because of it. What's that? Said your health is deteriorating. Oh, honestly, yeah, we were talking about it, and I was like, dude, I this past weekend I went to New York and uh, hung out with my pal Doug and our pal Charlotte, and drank a lot for sure. Drank like way more than I usually drink, but still, like I drank for the first time in a while just because I haven't fucking had time to drink and I have been sick for like six days since and that was kind of a wake-up call a uh don't drink so much even if you don't drink that often anymore and b your body can't handle cutting loose once every however many weeks uh so for the time being, we're going to go to one episode a week. We're figuring out which day we're going to do it. We're thinking Wednesday, right? Wednesday, Wednesday is, sounds like the way to go because ideally we would say, oh, Friday. And that way if movie comes out on Thursday, we can see it Thursday night and record. But the issue is we've said that a lot or like we've always kind of intended to do that with Friday. But inevitably one of our work schedules gets in the way. And if you can't see a movie right at 7 p.m. on Thursday, then that whole right. thing is for naught. So – uh yeah, look forward to that. I'm excited. I think that we're going to be coming in now like back to kind of overflowing with ideas versus maybe trying to hit on things for the sake of filling time, which I don't think we've necessarily ever done that, but I've felt that we were kind of getting to that point and you don't want to do that. Right. So, get excited. Brunch is going to be super fun and excited and this exciting and this probably will make it easier for us to have guests again yes. because the way we've been doing it lately it's all been like the cycle, by the seat of our pants. Yeah, the like, cycle are we doing... of episodes has been so like hectic. Right, with two episodes a week lately. So uh, stretching that out a little bit will definitely allow us to uh, some time to breathe between episodes and look into guests and. And can you imagine now stuff. we could do like if we're trying to get a guest instead of being like we have the we have this ten seconds this week to do it, they can be like oh. Uh, I can record on Monday, and we'll be like, cool. So we'll do that Monday. We'll do the rest of the episode Tuesday. It will just – it's going to be good. So be very excited. Uh, we also uh, are 
pregnant. Doing yes, we're doing we're we're pregnant. No, we're gonna do uh like some Patreon things. Like not we're not gonna we said at the beginning when we started with Patreon we don't want to lock out content. Yes. And I think that's still the plan, but we are gonna do like sort of like mini content that we are planning on releasing through Patreon like every couple of weeks. So uh if you want to get on board, I think like we're like for the secret merch, you have to be a two two dollar tier person. But I think like if we're, if we're gonna do the the Patreon stuff, which we are, it, like a dollar, it, it's a dollar. We'll we'll open up the 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 bonus episode kind of content, not not episodes, but like mini episodes. Yeah, I uh, I've uh, I'm not I've always kind of wrestled with the the Patreon thing. I think it's great that people are willing to give us money and stuff, but. Uh, I, uh, I've, and this goes back, we've done this, we did this with the movie review things too. Like my biggest fear is that every, is that our best stuff isn't in the episodes. But then again, like I used to do the things I got on, on, I would go like live on Instagram or whatever. And that was like an extra thing. And, and if that was good, it wasn't in the episodes. So yeah, uh, feel free to do the Patreon You'll get stuff, and it'll be good stuff. It'll be good stuff. It'll be very on-brand stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's patreon.com slash listen to brunch if you want to hop on that. Yeah. Uh, while in New York, uh, I figured out the greatest uh, trick in the world. I hope I'm not telling a tale out of school. Uh, we were going to... Uh, we were going to Brooklyn and we needed to get like a bite to eat before we went to a concert. So my friend texted our other friend, uh, who, uh, Charlotte, who's been on this podcast, does awesome stuff for SI now. Uh, Hey, where can we get, uh, we had a group text going and it's like a very sarcastic, snarky ass group text. Like every group text is. And we said, uh, where can we get a bite and a burger? And she said, uh, this place and my friend immediately went to Yelp to find a negative review of that place <laughs> and we crafted the best response ever she said the name of the place was Sisters she said Sisters oh, so advertisement he found the worst review he could find on Yelp read it to me I was driving and uh, it was like they were so rude there they were very mean inconsiderate blah blah Come to think of it, they may have been, or I may have experienced racism. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, we took about five minutes to craft the perfect response, which was, "Yelp says sisters is racist. What else you got?" <laughs> and, and like we told her, like we're just fucking around. But that is the funniest move in the world to ask somebody for a recommendation and then immediately cross-reference it with Yelp because you could have, as she, as was her response, she was like. Just fucking start with Yelp then if you're going to cross-reference everything. That's a hilarious move. Ask someone for a recommendation, then cross-reference it with Yelp. Inevitably find a negative review on Yelp because at some point everyone has a bad day and they're going to have a bad experience there. And then throw it back in their face to be like, wow, really? You condone this place? You told me this story too and, and I was like, like, like either of you would care if the burger place was racist. Well, that was the thing. We said we were like... If this place actually is racist, which a lot of the and who knows, maybe that person did have like a, a bad racist saying... experience. No, okay, it was okay. just one. But we were like, if there's some like racist place operating, don't we have to like go stake them out and see what's going on, and maybe like drop Recon. down a citizen's arrest or two <laughs> if something's going right? We got to go there and get a burger as recon. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, it's we we ended up going somewhere else, but then like later on when we were asking like, hey, where should we get a breakfast sandwich? Uh, we're looking for places where everybody's yeah. Uh, while we're on the topic of food, I I sent out a tweet last week about coleslaw because I was having tacos last week mm-hmm. and so taco I, Pete yeah added so, again and so I went to the supermarket and I bought just coleslaw. Um, cause I needed it and I actually, no one needs coleslaw. Fuck off. All right. So we'll get to that eventually. But like this, the moral of the story was, or like the crux of the story was, uh, I went to the, the cashier with just coleslaw and I handed her my ID because this is the place where I usually buy my booze. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, so, uh, accustomed to handing over the ID as soon as I get there. And the cashier <laughs> was like, 
uh, that's nice, and handed it back to me, and she bagged my coleslaw. Um, but, like, I tweeted that out. She it, said, hey, this is coleslaw, not cole ones. <laughs> Uh, I tweeted out that little anecdote and people were like, well, that's what you fucking, the weirder move here is the fact that you fucking go to the grocery store and buy just coleslaw. I would agree with that. What the fuck? The coleslaw, I, I will not allow the slander of coleslaw on this podcast. Coleslaw is good. It's good by itself. It's very good on tacos. No, it's not. Yes, it is. What? Oh my God. You, you, you probably put, uh, do you put ketchup on Chinese food? No. That's the same thing no, as putting not. coleslaw on tacos. No, it's not. Like, coleslaw on, like, shredded chicken, shredded beef. Very inauthentic. Very inauthentic. Sh- uh, fish tacos, coleslaw, it's all great. You all are a bunch Coleslaw's, of fucking idiots. No, coles- coleslaw sometimes can be okay, sometimes it can be fine, but the alternatives to coleslaw are always better. No, they're not. Not with, like... A pulled pork sandwich. Pulled pork sandwich with fucking coleslaw on top is unbelievable. No. Yes. Just maybe toss some pickles on there, douse it in some extra sauce. That's it. And then your side is either like mashed potatoes Those or mac aren't and cheese. Mutually exclusive. They I I have a hard time even getting in a coleslaw argument because it's just so it's factually bad. It's like saying, it is not. like, do you like dipping stuff in mayonnaise? No. So people who like coleslaw are like people who like dipping stuff in mayonnaise. Where like the best condiment for fries is actually mayonnaise. Uh, sometimes some malt vinegar on top as well. And it's like, okay, well, I'm dealing with a fucking idiot here. It's like, you know, coleslaw people are like uh, MAGA people. It's like, I just know that, I just know that for some reason your brain is short circuiting and I could try to talk some sense into you. It's, I, if we did a, and I, I won't even stand for it. We won't do a poll, but if we did a poll, coleslaw would get smoked you know that like in terms of in terms of comparing it to what like not eating but (laughs) i would say that coleslaw like if if the poll is is coleslaw fine the the poll would be i think pretty close but you're not arguing you're not arguing that coleslaw is fine you're arguing that coleslaw is good it's really good good on tacos he says it's really good oh my god God. Well, speaking of coleslaw, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Robin Hood, Ooh. which has nothing to do with the coleslaw business. Well, I can, <laughs> depending on how you play it. That's true. That's true. You guess I'm not telling you how to, you know, divvy up your finances. But uh, Robin Hood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, whatever that is, options and cryptos, all commission free. They strive to make financial. What did you services- just call me? <laughs> They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. And God bless them because yeah. Lord knows we're not, we're not the we're wealthy. We're not classified as, quote, the wealthy. The wealthy. Imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine living I a give life myself where a somebody... lot of nicknames. I don't, see, I don't foresee myself being like, hey, what up? The wealthy's here. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine living a life where, like, everywhere you go, they're like, hey, there's the wealthy. <laughs> the wealthy. Uh, that just a, gave me such a good idea. I'm writing it down. Uh, it's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers, such as ourselves, to invest for the first time with true confidence. Simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. Uh, we actually have toyed around with Robin Hood ourselves because, not to brag... We, we like tights. Little, we got a little. Yes, we do love men in tights. Uh, we got a little free deposit, so we've messed around with it a little bit. It's pretty easy to use, even for idiots like us, even who are very bad with a money. couple of pores. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the design's great. It's super easy to use, and you kind of learn hands on. It's great. You should try it out. So, Robinhood is giving our listeners uh, free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Or Robinhood. Why don't you just... I, I'm, I'm investing it back Double in Robinhood. Yes. yes. Uh, don't don't invest in Tesla because Elon Musk is just just going straight down the hole. I'll tell you, was that weed even real? I guess. Man. Because he's a fraud. Yes, he is a fraud. <laughs> uh, sign up at brunch.robinhood.com. That's brunch.robinhood.com to start your stock 
rise to being classified I'm as the wealthy. Robin Hood. Next stop, the wealthy. <laughs> Brought to you by Robin Hood. Go to sleep. Uh, Better Call Saul and Insecure are the two shows that are in season right now. And I must say, both are tremendous right now. This might be the best episode, uh, season of Insecure, which is crazy so? to me. You think so? I, th- I, I had thought last, ep- last season was a little better. Last season was good, but it just hurt me at points. Yeah, it was, but I mean, it's supposed to. This past episode of Insecure was the saddest one. The, the ghosting one? The ghosting yeah, one. because, I mean, this, Issa's, uh, like, went straight down into madness, which I, yeah. I guess, like, that probably happens to a lot of people when they're ghosted by somebody that they like. Yeah. I just don't feel like it would happen that way. I don't know. Have you ever been accused of ghosting? Yeah. 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 But like, did, did you think that you were ghosting? Yeah. Hmm. But it wasn't like it wasn't like malicious. No, I mean, like it was. I knew what I was doing, but it wasn't a situation where I was like, I led this person on. Was like, this shit's real, and then I just disappeared. Right. So that so, so that, that's why I'm saying I don't think it would happen that way. Right. Because he, yeah, that guy, that guy's a psycho. Because he did like reel her in that way. He even like right off the bat, he was saying some real stuff to her, and then he says like, "How do you know when it's real?" Oh well, it feels real. I think it's real too. I think they did some. Uh, I think they did some lowercase l talk. They did like uh, like I really like you yes. talk. Yeah. If you say I really like you, it's more serious than if you say I really 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 like you. Wait, like is it? Car- I really 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 really. I really 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 really. So one really is more real and serious than six. Really, that's just too many. Really, I think I've like I think I've said I really, 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 really like you to a girl, and she's probably just like punched me or something, and that's been like the, the little joke or whatever. But if you say I really like you, you are so you close just get to, to the point, man. You are so yeah. you are cutting to the feeling. Yes, it is. Yes. You are so close. Speaking of which, Carly Rae says that she has a completely new, a completely different. Uh, project coming out. So Not for me. Looking forward to the metal uh, <laughs> part. Of- well, I mean, I, do do is that what we want from Carly Rae Jepsen? I mean, emotion. So was far, I've liked the best. everything that Carly Rae Jepsen's ever given me. But emotion, her. emotion was the best. Why would you? Why would we want something really, 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 really different? Yeah. Well. That was that was three. That was just half of the the <laughs> six. Uh, but yeah, that guy. Yeah, that Nathan guy. Kind of did all the he he made it real and then ghosted, which uh, means that something's wrong with him. Obviously, he literally might be dead. Uh, do you think that the handsome Asian friend of his killed him? That would be a great plot twist. Killed him with those looks of his. Uh, That's a really handsome, clean-looking dude. That's a guy that I don't believe. Handsome, clean uh, roommate situation. I know. That, that is, is that is uh, imagine, the world of insecure just has no bad looking people. I know but that even by their standards, that is a good roommate duo. Imagine uh, either of those guys bringing a girl home and them walking past the living room and seeing the roommate on the way. Yeah, into their, like being that like, would be. A, what is this place? That would be a horrible situation for any girl brought back to that room. You'd be like, do I want to have sex because with that they guy? Could, right? Because because it is. I would honestly, because your Nathan is very handsome. He's got those uh, Michael Ely eyes. He's the which most handsome? Ah, fuck, I don't want to say that. No, nah, Lawrence, Lawrence is, but just always is, gonna. He is neck and neck with Lawrence for most handsome guy on the cast. Yeah, uh, he's no offense to Lil Ra- I would Lil Rel, I would say that uh, when's Lil Rel been on the show? He was last season at a Molly's first. Oh, yeah, he works at... Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh, man, he had a tiny role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's weird. Also, uh, his friend might... Can, can we tell if his friend's an asshole? Which one? The the the, the Asian guy? Yeah. Uh, he certainly seemed like... He's really towards, cocky. Towards the end. But I think that he was like... I guess like maybe that's a that's a good question because... He first came off suave and, yeah. like, very confident and stuff like that. And then he kind of, like, sort of steered towards asshole territory. But I felt like they were playing off each right. other. Right. I think that he was tr- – I think that Molly was playing up the uh, 
the lot the first time I saw you, I gave you way too much of me, and now I'm very close, and now I'm very guarded. And he's trying to like playfully right. pull her out of her shell. I don't know, if and he's like I think the- he doesn't know how to do that. He's taking it too and far. I, I don't know if he. I don't know if I want to classify him as a dick because I don't know if he does that all the time. I think yeah. it might be a situation of just like him feeding off her vibe that she's giving him. Right, like if they just met and exchanged numbers and went on a date, would he be acting like that? Right. But. Uh, I, mean, I don't know, was, like, Molly's a pretty apologetic. complicated person, so... He was very apologetic once he realized that he kind of crossed the line. But I can't imagine ever like saying something there, like that. That is a real risk. Yeah, just be like, oh, yeah? Well, when you were on <laughs> drugs, you told me you fucked your married friend. Yeah. Oh, that is... Uh, it's a rough place to go. You're really wading that, into troubled waters that, there. That's not a good... Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the that whole episode just made me sad for Issa... Uh, how just I think even more in her head than usual she was in my I I really hope that they kind of like wrap that not wrap it up but like gets move somewhere with the ghosting situation because like find some closure there yeah because it I think they've dragged it on a little bit too long yeah no well I mean, but that's also part of it. Like, that's going to be in the back of her mind until there is any sort of closure. But now that you've had, like, the full-on meltdown, you need a little bit of closure. Uh, Shout out to Lawrence's polo, which, not a polo guy, but the polo he was wearing when he was getting ice cream with the church girl was spectacular. Lawrence, once again, wearing the hell out of a shirt. Uh, and then on Better Call Saul, I think that the episode, what, what was, do you know what the episode was called? I don't even remember. But like uh, the last episode, the one where they they sort out the Huel business, <laughs> one of the best episodes in that series history. Yeah. I think I, I would put it in probably the top two. I, I, it was I, both hilarious and captivating. Yes. And it was just like everything that happened was important. Yeah. In that episode. Like you're interested. It's, it's wild. Like I... I was to the point with Better Call Saul where I really I cared about Nacho stuff and that was everything yeah. else was cool because I like Mike and I like Saul and I like Gus but I was like just give me Nacho give me Nacho give me Nacho and this season it's Nacho like has been put on the back Kim burner. Wexler for president yes uh, Werner is an amazing character the love German him so guy? much yeah like yeah. the uh, that whole the engineer yeah yeah that whole uh, like storyline I'm into. I don't think that it's going to end well for him or any right. of those guys, uh, especially with what happened in the last episode. Like it, knowing how much Gus hates loose ends, yeah, I, it's hard for me to inv- imagine that they walk out of this alive. Well, speaking of loose ends, I was wondering if they were going to sh- let us know whether they killed those two guys that uh, Werner was talking to. Sure did. Possible, at least, right? I don't think so. What the? Oh, the uh, oh, the in the uh, in the in the bar yeah i don't think so you don't think they did i don't know maybe i I don't think so either because mike is also a believer in like mike's a pretty strong live and let live guy i think that opens up more possibilities of issues killing the disappearance of two men in a bar that were talking to this german guy yeah then uh just letting them be and hoping that they don't find make the connection between the plans that he drew on a coaster right i think like i think that, that the chances of them killing them are pretty low but you never know Hopefully. Uh, but yeah, love uh, lo- love Werner. Just a, a, a titan of a character. I like the relationship between he and Mike, and I thought that this episode was good to kind of reestablish that Mike's the boss, and he will intimidate the shit out of anybody if he wants to. Um, I've been casually rewatching Breaking Bad for the millionth time, and my takeaway this time around is that we all sleep on how much Mike uh, manipulates Jesse because the whole thing, everyone's like, oh, yeah, Walter manipulates Jesse. Walter ma- manipulates Jesse. Really, Jesse is just a person who's begging to be manipulated. By anybody. And, right. <laughs> and that's how, obviously, when um, when Gus and Mike are trying to push Walter out, that's how they do it, just like with Jesse. But Jesse sees Mike as the father figure that he wished Walter was, so we all kind of let it slide as, oh, Mike's a good guy. Obviously, none of the people in this show 
are good guys. Like I think Mike Mike's stopped as close being as you can get, but like he still he Mike still has trades a, in yes. Mike has a moral compass that he knows uh, he often ignores. Yeah, where I don't know, like, but but you could probably say that he has of, the best intentions. I would say I don't necessarily say that because there. What's the difference between intentions and your actions, right? Like yes, I mean like, but he, he intends to kill a lot of the people <laughs> that he kills, and that's how those people end up dead. That's true. Uh, yeah, but so like the I've been invested in pretty much every storyline here, but I do I do think that that Nacho has been sort of pushed to the back burner during yeah. the season, which is fine because everything else has been so good. But like the the Huel court case <laughs> this this uh, this time around was great. Um, Nacho, we were introduced to a surprise uh, Breaking Bad cameo from Crazy 8. Yeah. Was that the first... I asked you, I'm was that the first sure. time he was in pretty it? Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. What was uh, what was Crazy 8's cousin's name? I don't know. Right? I, it was driving me crazy. The only thing I knew is that that, is that, that character's uh, like give, birth name was Emilio, and because when he's talking to Walter, he says that's what his name is. But I knew that one of them's Crazy 8, and the other one is whatever. But yeah, uh, Michael Mando, Nacho, has bulked way up. Probably he's for like Spider Man. Probably. He's yeah. like this thick ass, scary dude now, and he looks unbelievable. So the scene where he was like, uh, what did he do? Oh, he beat the shit out of that guy. He ripped the earring out. Oh, right. That's what he did. Yeah. And then Crazy Eight's like, that, you, hey, you had to do that. And he's like, so why didn't you? What a badass! Yes, love, love Michael Mando. Uh, I think that he is the 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 voice of our generation. We have to talk about the pictures of fuel on yes. the website. Uh, the whole scheme with the church thing, the, just like the the most obvious staged photos <laughs> in the world, where it's like he's raking leaves, he's painting the church. Yeah, it's like, and those photos exist on Singing the internet, in the which choir. are great. Yeah, they they that website is active. It's amazing. Uh, he, what do we think of Skinny Huel? Yeah, so like that's the thing. I think that Huel has uh, is the most uh, has deviated the most from like the better the from the Breaking Bad world. I think that he's he's obviously skinnier. He looks a lot older. Yeah. So I think that he's probably the character that that carries over worst I would, from the Breaking I, Bad world. I would say that he's either tied for first or second to Tuco. Why you think Tuco looks really old? I don't even remember seeing Tuco, Tuco in Breaking Bad was 100 years old. Yeah. And in Better Call Saul, he is 310. <laughs> he is so old. Have you ever seen, like, look up that guy. That guy is so fucking old. S- super old guy. So in uh, Better Call Saul, it was the first episode where they drive him out to the desert and uh, Tuco's there. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, the first time they showed it, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> who called the old guy? That That is one old fella. Tuco, happy maybe, birthday. But maybe he hit it big in the uh, in the meth industry and got uh, was able to afford himself a facelift and got mm-hmm. 10 years younger. Or 20. That is an old person. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Huel looks, uh, looks very different. It's sort of like a shock to the system. Tuco, 200 years old. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it makes me happy for it, him because it means that uh, presumably he's in better health. You would think, but yeah. maybe he's just doing more drugs and stuff. I just think it was so funny, though, like the, just because we know what Huel is and we've obviously seen everything that Huel has been since. All those pictures of him being like this, it's really just him smiling because we never yeah. see Huel smile. And maybe he does smile, but the only thing that we know of him so far in Better Call Saul is that he clocked a cop with a bag full of sandwiches, and then we get all these pictures of him like smiling in church and being this wonderful person. So funny. Uh, let's look up the age of the uh, the Tuco actor, because I've, I've done this before. I put out a poll one time, like, how old do you think the person who plays Tuco is? Yeah, we've had this discussion before, He's I'm pretty sure. 300. Tuco, his name is Raymond Cruz. No relation to Terry Cruz. Raymond Cruz is 88. No, that's still a calculator. 
Uh, Raymond Cruz is... He was born in 1961, which would make him... 88. 57? That's Tuco's 57? He's 57. Jesus. Well, he's a, he looks he's a great 57. Good for him. He's so old. But he look doesn't look old he that is. old. Wait, how old is... Uh, how old is, How old is uh, what's his face? Brian Cranston? No. Uh, well, that's actually a good one. I was going to say. Do you think that Brian, Brian Cranston's probably older than. I would guess that Brian Cranston's like 62. Uh, I was going to say Bob Odenkirk, but uh, Brian Cranston is 62. 62. Wow, I could be sneaky a, good at this. Money. Yeah. What would you guess Bob Odenkirk is? Uh. 60. 60. I'm going to guess 58. Bob, this is... We should do this. We should just have a <laughs> casts of shows and guess how old they are right. and see how off we are collectively. That's going to be a new segment. Uh, and like the, the more years we gather up, we collect the years off, and then there's a winner at the end. We were quite off on Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk is younger than Tuco. Bob Odenkirk yeah. is 55. I was pretty close. What'd so you say? 58. Yeah. You're off by three. Yeah. That's... that's. I mean, it's not like... It's not neighboring, but it's pretty close. Yeah. That's... You shouldn't feel terrible about it. You should just feel really bad about it. <laughs> uh, he has two children. He's uh, an actor, comedian, director, and writer. And tell you what else he is. A person who can get practically anything on demand, just like you, like our podcast, whenever you want it, whenever it's convenient for you, provided it's just once a week. Uh, did you know that you get stamps and postage on demand? Yes, all you need is stamps.com. Come on. So it's time for me to motivate the audience. With stamps.com, you can access all the services of the post office right from your desk. Buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package. Uh, all It's available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just click print and you're done. Stamps.com will even send you a digital scale. You can weigh your letters, packages, print the selection of the postage every time. So this is my personal recommendation to you. I'm required to tell you. I'm going to talk about how I've used stamps.com. For example, to send important letters and packages or merchandise for our show, etc. I'm giving you my personal recommendation to my listeners, our listeners, to use stamps.com. This is a call to action, folks. Right now, use brunch for this special offer. Four-week trial. It includes postage and digital scale. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in brunch. That's stamps.com. Enter brunch. Stamps.com. Send something to Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, goodness. How old do you think uh, Anton Yelkin was when he died? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to guess like 28. Ooh, that's a good... Uh, 27 or 28. Yeah, I was going to say... Yeah, yeah. I, but I think if he was 27, we would have heard about the 27 Club. I'm going to guess 28. You know what? I think that you're right with 28. I'm going to stick with that too. Possibly like 29, but I think you're right in the area. Uh, 27. Ah, damn. And he wasn't put in that club. I know. Well, is that club reserved for I think it's musicians, yeah. And like he didn't have a reputation of doing anything crazy other than Alpha Dog, which wasn't that bad of a movie. It It was was ridiculous. I tried to go back and watch it. The story's unbelievable. It right, a exactly. Movie than that. Yes, exactly. The story's good. The uh, performances, the part where they say, "Oh, so it's like that, huh?" And uh, Emil Hirsch goes, "It's just like that, motherfucker." I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and like, it has a decent cast. Like, yeah, th- all those guys in that movie are pretty good. Didn't Emil Hirsch end up being uh, like scumbag. a crazy guy? Yeah. yeah what do you do? I think he he uh, he punched a studio executive. Oh, uh, it was a woman. Really? Yes, at like uh, a music, uh, at like a film festival, at like Cannes or something. Jeez, they were at like a party and he he hit her. So is he canceled? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that guy's done. Wow. I watched uh, I watched Into the Wild this week. 
So nice. I, uh, it was like the first time that I'd seen it. So, um, it's I, I ended up Googling Emil Hirsch into the, you know, it's called into the woods, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Where he turns into a witch. It was, yeah. Jim's Corden and, and uh, it's Meryl Streep. Isn't it? Isn't she in that? Yes, Andrew? that's why I had to see that stupid movie. That movie stunk. Speaking well, of movies nominated. that stunk. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, because she was nominated. Uh, Anna Kendrick, right? Yes. Okay. Speaking of movies that stunk, uh, I watched a movie called Would You Rather, and it was like the worst Blumhouse movie you could imagine, except not even made by Blumhouse. <laughs> and it was a horror movie that starred Britney Snow, which makes me think... It's a bad start. Britney Snow might be in the J.C. Chazay club where she must be an asshole or something because I think she's a good actress and she's, she's really a, pretty. She's complimentary. But she's... Like, that's the, that's what she gets when she goes for a leading role. Like, she gets that. She gets Prom Night. Uh, John Tucker Must Die is a great movie. Yeah. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. That's a classic film. But that was like an ensemble cast. That wasn't like a Britney Snow-led movie. Right. But she was great. I, I love Britney Snow. Uh, also, crazy thing I learned, uh, Britney Snow shares a house with one of the her castmates from uh, from Pitch Perfect. And it her, the castmate is, uh, her name is Kelly Jackal. And I was like, Kelly Jackal? Why does that name ring a bell? And I figured out that one of the girls from Pitch Perfect was on season one of The Sing-Off, which... I watched that show big time because obviously, uh, like love music, love Sarah Bareilles was uh, host. Oh, really? It was like all a cappella, and there was this girl. There were two girls on it who were great. Uh, Kelly Jackal was one of them. The other one, I forget her name, uh, but I remember like I followed her on Twitter because I was like, she's gonna be a star. Who'd Spoiler: she, she has not become yeah. a star. <laughs> who did she play in uh, in Pitch Perfect? Which one was she? She was uh, the like this sounds like the other blonde girl, the one that's not uh, oh. Anna Camp. Wait, the oh okay, so Anna Camp is like the leader, right? Yeah. Okay, I don't know if I know. She's like person. tall. She's like she's pretty. Uh, yeah, but I, she didn't have like a ton of lines or anything. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. They're just like they're the housemates. Yeah, they just. I, you know what? I don't hate that because she, like, if she's presumably single or not betrothed or anything, what's she. Her, what's her first name again? Sorry, Kelly K E L L. I think it's E Y. E Y. Yikes. Yeah. Some some okay. real issues there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know this this girl. Yeah, but like Britney Snow's like. Probably thinking, I want to have the uh, like the twenties and early thirties experience of uh, the non wealthy and live with somebody. So I'm gonna have a roommate, and we'll just probably have a dope ass house in in Hollywood, and that's pretty cool. That's and pretty good, awesome. good for Kelly Jackal gets to live in a uh, cool house, pretty sweet. <laughs> but this this movie, uh, Would You Rather, is. Uh, Britney Snow's brother is sick. He has leukemia, and she they they can't pay the bills. Ah, that seems like, to be a they a don't have insurance. Problem. Like sounds like a nightmare. Yes, uh, it's a it's obviously a a very commonly told uh, tale in movies. But hey, maybe if uh, healthcare wasn't such a nightmare, that wouldn't have to be a story in every movie. So if you're sick of that story. Get out there and vote. Do something about it, please. Uh, so they don't have money to pay the bills. She can't get a waitressing job. It's really tough. And uh, the doctor brings her in and says, hey, there's someone I'd like you to meet. And the guy, it's this, this aloof guy who's very rich. Step one, got to know. Cut it right there. The wealthy. Right. Can't trust him. He's the wealthy. Yeah, oh, my God. This guy is the wealthy. And he's like, I would like to invite you to a dinner party. Oh, that's the yeah. yeah. First red flag. And she was Anytime like, the wealthy invites you to a dinner party, yeah. and they call it a dinner party. He's excited to meet going a poor there. person yes. and invites you to a dinner party. Like, uh, So he's like, uh, after the dinner party, the evening will culminate oh, no. in a game. And she's God. like, what kind of game? And I'm like, get out of there. <laughs> like, How has he not killed you already? And uh, she says, uh, the, the winner of the game... Anytime we'll like have the wealthy have a dinner party and yeah. then there's activities after. Oh. The activities are never good. Best case scenario, 
it's sex stuff. Yes. And who would want to do that? Uh, worst, worst case scenario, it's what this movie is, which is, uh, yo, she, he says, the winner uh, will have everything taken care of. Uh, all the money you would want, I'll uh, put you back in school. Uh, you, which, who wants to go to school? Just kidding. School's uh, obviously school's very good. In this school. uh, school's the best. School's camp. And uh, he and he's camp. like, and we'll have a, a donor lined up for your brother. And uh, next stop, see you later, leukemia. So it all sounds <laughs> That's how that works. great. Yeah. It all sounds very, very, yeah. He's like a guarantee. <laughs> yes. No no trace of cancer forever. And uh, he's like, I've secret, I'm so rich, I've secretly cured cancer I'll and I'm bring, sitting on I'll it. I'll bring the doctor to you. Yes, no <laughs> snake oil. Yeah. And um, so she says, oh, she. this is the least kind of smart. She says, what happens if I don't win? And he says, you just don't win. Which... Technically, Fair not response. a lie. Fair response. <laughs> not a lie. And uh, so she goes to this dinner party. She leaves her brother at home. She's like, hey, you got your pills and everything? You're all set? You I'm going to go out right? for the night. <laughs> right. Honestly, she does that. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll play video games. He has, it seems like he's like in store for a better night yes. than she is, provided which, depending on which game it is. So she goes to the dinner party, and there at the dinner party are. A bunch of people who have been flown in, who don't know what the party is. One of them is an old person who can't really speak. Uh, another one of them is a recovering alcoholic played by... Brett Kavanaugh. No, this guy... Uh, shit. This guy who... He's in everything. His name's like... Is his name John Hurd? Is that a thing? Yeah, that sounds familiar. He's... Uh, I couldn't tell you one thing he's in, but he's in everything. Is that his name? If I sniped this guy's name, yeah, I did. This guy. Yeah, oh, he's the like, dad in Home Alone. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's also dead. Is he? Yeah. Recently. Hey, uh, July twenty first, two thousand seventeen. Uh, hold on, let me look up what his age was. Uh, he was just seventy one years old. Oh, yikes! So that means that Tuco has We're already. We're having a moment of silence. John heard he was just 71. Thank you. So, uh, that's how you have to end moments of silence. Yes, thank you. Thank you, and then you just jump right back into it. Yes. Uh, so, uh, he's uh, an alcoholic, and they have all the... Uh, recovering for like 15 years, something like that. Uh, there are all these people there. Uh, Sasha Gray's in the house. Ooh, Yeah, okay. and uh, Sasha Gray, just a uh, dreadful actress, huh? Well, there's, yeah, yeah. Just, like, very, uh, she just, she she doesn't say her lines well. But I think that that's kind of what she's going for. You I think, think so? I think that, like, she wants to just, like, read things dry. <laughs> because that's how she was in Entourage, and that's how she was in this movie, which is, uh, like, not very animated, um, but not, not in a necessarily intentionally deadpan way. Can't quite put my finger on it. Anyway, so... They're all uh, together, and uh, the dinner starts, and the, the aloof, eccentric, rich guy says, uh, the meal will be um, a, a ribeye steak served with foie gras and mashed potatoes and blah, blah, blah. Brittany Snow raised her hand, and she's like, yo, what up? Iris here. That's her name. Uh I should have told you I'm a vegetarian. Oh, no. Bad start for and, her. Right. And he says... I think that we have found our first opportunity to award some money. Eat that entire steak and foie gras right now. And she's like, oh, uh, no, I'm a vegetarian. And he's like, not for $5,000? And then he takes a bite of it and he's like, oh, this is so good. Make it ten, ten thousand dollars $10,000. Eat it. Like, dip that steak right in the liver. Like, do it. So she does it. Gets ten thousand dollars and he's just belittling her the whole way. He's like, ha, 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 a lifetime of discipline thrown down the drain. Fuck you. <laughs> and he sounds great. <laughs> re- well, if that's just what it were, that'd be fine. So then uh, he says to the alcoholic, "What's the matter? You don't like the wine?" And he's like, "Well, as you probably know, I'm an alcoholic." And he's like, fifty thousand dollars. 
to drink this entire decanter of scotch. Jesus. So he does it, and he's like, oh, we're partying now. He's really excited. And uh, he's like, so, the game is about to start. Would anyone like to leave? For some reason, no one would like to leave. They're like... Well, they're throwing around $50,000 to get drunk, so... Right. I'm in. But he says when she eats the steak, he's like... Oh, you have totally thrown away all of your, uh, like your, what what would it be? Yeah, like your morals. He was like, but believe me, there will be a lot more at stake than that soon. I don't think he said no pun intended after at stake. Should have. Really missed opportunity. Yeah. And uh, he's like, okay, let the game begin. Uh, So uh, first thing I'll reveal to you. Our butler here, Bevins, is uh, an ex-person uh, who tortures people. Uh, so bring in the car battery, and uh, oh, the people have to choose, would you rather electrocute yourself or another person? So it's going around the table. 100% They're... picking somebody else. Oh, Sasha Gray was big on that train, let me tell <laughs> you. Yeah. And uh, so they're electrocuting. A lot of people are choosing to electrocute themselves. But uh, so the the trick is, you if you electrocute yourself, and then the next person has to you. choose between themselves and you, you get it twice in a row. Which uh, the only person who gets electrocuted twice in the first round, or actually no, there are two people who get electrocuted twice in the first round. One of them is the only black person in it. I was like, tough break. I am hating where this is going, yeah. and uh, so. They get through the first round. Uh, nobody dies in the first round. The second round is you have to choose between would you rather uh, whip uh, this person uh, three times with an African whipping stick or stab him in the thigh with an ice pick. And so the first person's like, uh, it's actually Iris. Britney Snow's character, she chooses, uh, she's like, well, if I stab, one of the people there is a doctor, and he's like, don't choose the the stabbing, because there's an artery there, so, uh, like, choose the the whip, so she... Wait, so what happens if they say, like, they're not doing it? Oh, they have, they have third, they have... has to be, like, a... a They have 30 seconds to decide, and if not, uh, they'll be eliminated. Killed? You, well, this is how the people are eliminated. The people over the course of the game, uh, big shocker, are eliminated by uh, being unable to further participate, okay. which means their body is dead. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, I, was, I, was, I had to clear that up because there's yeah. got to be like a no out. Right. Here. So they... Oh, God. So when like, he, they bring in the stuff for the electrocution round, uh, the alcoholic guy, John Hurt, is like, oh, wait a minute. This is... Go- You're going to kill us. Fuck this. I'm not doing this. And he's like... Up, the game has already started. You had your chance, and he gets up. He goes, "Listen, you!" And then the, they shoot him. Okay. So then there's like a so that, the, right. This means it's been business. established, yes. right? That guy, uh, by doing that, ended up being eliminated. They didn't let him. That play That guy anymore. got the best deal of all. He didn't right. do Just any shot of the in the shits. head. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, so the, the one of the guys being pretty mouthy. Uh, he's an ex marine. He's the guy from Mad Men. Lives with Peggy. Good actor. I like him. Okay. And. Uh, He's saying in between rounds, like, this is terrible. You guys are immoral. So the first uh, part of that round is he says, Iris, are you going to stab this guy in the thigh or whip him three times? She says, I'm going to do the whipping. Whips him three times. Looks really painful. Obviously, he's got, like, huge lacerations on his back. Awful. They go to the next person. Okay, would you rather somebody stab you in the thigh or you whip that same fucking oh, guy no. three times and everyone is same like, thing. would you like something terrible to happen to you or uh, whip this, this guy, guy three times? Uh, finally, it gets to a person and it's, uh, would you rather stab the old woman in the thigh or whip him three times? He reasons that this old woman is paralyzed, which she is, so she won't be able to feel it. So he stabs her, hits the artery, she <laughs> fucking dies, and then uh, the last thing is that guy that's been whipped a million times has to choose, would you rather stab someone in the thigh or get whipped three times by Bevins, the butler who is a torture <laughs> guy? So he's like, I'm not stabbing anybody, 
Bevins. What the fuck? Whips him to death, of course. Well, why wouldn't he stab anybody else when they just whipped him? No, because he was telling people, like... Just he was like me. pick it. He okay. was like, we're not. He was like, if we stab people, they could die. And it's like, you should realize by now, people are gonna die. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. A so man for himself, man. So it's like a lot of crazy shit like this. And uh, the final round, I like how blow by blow I've given this. this yeah. To, yeah. I mean, I'm, do you I'm, want? The, I, I can do the I'm next thrilled. round. Yeah. Yes, I'm enthralled with this. Okay. The next round is. Uh, this is like saw. But yeah, like more fucked up, kind of right <laughs> because it's more uh, it's a uh, more psychological. Yes. So uh, they, at the end of that round, they try to make a run for it. Every, a bunch of people. Uh, Brittany Snow gets out, but uh, Bevins finds her. Okay. Got he brings her back. Says, Bevins, man, he's 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 got to get it like a raise or something because this guy doing his well, job pretty I'll tell you, well. Bevins is into it. Okay. <laughs> Bevins is quite into it. Uh, the black guy is shot while everyone's making a run for it because when everyone's making a run for it, the black guy goes for the whipping stick and has it raised to the wealthy guy mm-hmm. and the wealthy guy is like, well, you had to have known I have a gun and shoots him. <laughs> and uh, so a couple more people die there and then the next round, they bring in a big barrel, Ooh. and he says, "Could be interesting." This round is about choosing the known or the unknown. One thing is a terrible uh, option; the other one is relatively harmless and survivable. The barrel—if you are to choose the barrel, Bevins just working up an appetite. Hope he got some of that foie gras. Uh, <laughs> Is to will hold your head underwater for guess how long? Uh, fifteen seconds. Two minutes. Okay. Well, you're gonna die anyway. So you're like, that's got to be the the horrible thing. Yeah. Or you can take. Wait, no. I would imagine that, that was like the the good thing because. Spoiler: It is. That's the, the the held underwater for two minutes. In all of the cases, ends up being. The survivable uh, the one, survivable one. Okay. and but there are four cards that are because there there are four people left. It's uh, it's the doctor guy, who I don't know if there was any romance being worked up, but if they'd all gotten out of it alive, I would say that he and uh, Brittany and Snow. Brittany Snow had a yeah. chance. He was a handsome dude, uh, a compulsive gambler, Brittany Snow and Sasha Gray. Now Sasha Gray has been. A badass this entire. She's the only one who seems like excited to be doing this. She uh, was given the choice to whip the guy or stab anyone, and she was like, "Well, that guy's gonna fucking die soon anyway, so I'm not gonna waste this on him." And she just goes up to Brittany Snow. She goes, "Can I stab her anywhere?" And they say yes. So she tries to stab her in the lung and misses. And yeah, idiot. Okay. So anyway, uh, what's Sasha Gray's like deal? Like, what? Why is she there? She's uh, it it as she's about to go for her turn, the wealthy guy reveals that uh, her husband uh, killed her daughter. Ah. So she's like a broken woman. Okay. And uh, what about the what about the doctor? What's his deal? You're gonna find out. Okay. Uh, we've come this far, right? <laughs> right. So uh, the first person uh to choose is the compulsive gambler and he does this whole spiel he goes you know my history you know that i'm a gambler so you know that i play the odds you're trying to you you, you, right like you had me go first and you showed me that thinking that it's gonna scare me but you've also shown me a lot of other sick shit this whole time so you're trying to make me think that the card is going to be worse, but you're having me go first. So blah, blah. A lot of like uh, the odds and yeah. me go first and uh, I gamble and the odds. So he goes, so I choose the card and he opens the card and it's a picture of a firecracker popping. And he goes, what does this mean? And he goes, you have to uh, hold on to a firecracker as it uh, goes off, as it detonates. And he's like, 
All right. Cool. So, <laughs> so then he hits him with the Bevins, bring out the firecracker, and it's, of course, a quarter stick of dynamite. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, he, uh, so Bevins secures it, to, duct tapes a quarter stick of dynamite to his hand. It, uh, he's like, you, you better hope that's a dud. So it goes off. It's not. It's not a dud. And uh, his hand blows off, sees it, has a heart attack, and dies. Okay. So that guy has now been eliminated. Uh, The doctor guy chooses the card. And this was the only part I skipped over. Uh, His card was an eye. Oh, no. Uh, he oh, had no. to slice his own uh, eyeball no. open. Uh, no, uh, that's not for me. Right. <laughs> and I was like, listen, I love the song Debaser by the Pixies as much as the next guy, but I ain't slicing up eyeballs. Yeah. Skipped over that. Uh, next thing I know, he, he was like covering up his face. Yeah. Okay. Um, then it's Brittany Snow's turn, and she just immediately goes right for the barrel. Okay. They hold her underwater, and it's like a... It's a tough scene to quote Barry McCockner, and uh, but she survives it. And the doctor is so excited; he's like, "Yes, yeah, good job." Uh, they're like, "Do you want to uh, know what your card would have been?" The card is uh, a tooth, and the wealthy guy says, "Ah, extraction of all your teeth. Maybe next year, Bevins." And Bevins <laughs> is quite disappointed. Oh my uh, God. So now it's Sasha Gray's turn. She has seen that yes. all three of the cards are way worse than the hold underwater thing. So she chooses the card, and it's a barrel with a four on it. And she's like, four what minutes. does this mean? And he goes, you got to go in there for four minutes. And they're like, and she's like, that's that's not possible. And he's like, it's not even close to the world record. It can, like a human can survive it. So, as they're getting ready to dunk her, she's standing over it, and they're like, "Okay, one, two, and then they put her head in. Oh, she didn't cheating. even get to catch her breath, and she is done within like eight that is, seconds. That's cheating. That is so. Oh my god! And Brittany Snow, who has been stabbed by this woman, is like, "Are you kidding me? You didn't even <laughs> give her a chance." So. It gets to the final round. Okay. Two people left. Iris, doctor guy. Yep. He says, we flip a coin to see who goes first. Uh, the person who goes first is uh, usually at a great advantage this round. Uh, Iris wins. Okay. So. Did she defer? You have the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like to defer to the second half, please. There, uh, quick little side note. When the Patriots were playing the Jaguars and everyone was talking about how hot it was, yeah. uh, I was tweeting about like how hot it was, how hot it was, uh, just mocking all that talk, and somebody responded, uh, uh, it was just as hot for both teams, and I had one of my great tweets that probably got like two likes and nothing else, which is, uh, no... Patriots won the coin toss. They could have chosen the colder <laughs> side of the field. Uh, but they chose the ball, which was very rare. Uh, and uh, so Iris wins. It comes down to one choice. Would you rather get up and leave both people, walk out with nothing but their lives, or get that big prize by shooting the other person dead and it's down to her and lover boy and she's got the gun so if you don't win the coin toss you can't win the game at all you can't get the money yeah. right yeah wow. unless i don't know maybe he's like all right she passed what do you think <laughs> yes uh so you never know um he's like iris it's it's over we can leave we can leave uh fucking like this is this is it and He's like, he keeps saying something about your brother. It's, it seems like you're doing this for your family. Well, let me tell you why I'm doing it. My si- she Dead. Really? She killed him. And you're like, whoa, Iris. And I'll tell you, the wealthy is just as surprised. Yeah. He's like, oh, ho, ho, a winner, blah, blah, blah. So uh, they do like a big celebration thing. And at the door as she's leaving, he gives her this big bag of money and he's like this should take care of you uh we've already got the donor lined up your brother will be good blah blah blah. uh 
And the, then he, the doctor was the guy who is going to operate on her brother. No. Oh, yeah, that would have been yeah, amazing. That would have been a great twist. That would have been like the movie The Box, which we've talked about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Um, well, actually, the doctor who introduced them at some point, uh, he he was in the game once upon a time himself, ah. and he won. And uh, he felt bad that he set those two up, so he tried to rescue her uh, halfway through. I don't think I need to tell you what happens. That was him? No. Oh. Bevan's got to him. Oh, no. Bevan's. Bummer. Bevan, Bevan's, he's got eyes everywhere. <laughs> so uh, as he's as they're leaving, he gives her the bag of money, says you're all set, and then does the, like, I would think some sort of thank you is in order, and she's like, thank you, bye. <laughs> Goes home, uh, checks on her brother. Uh, her brother committed suicide. The movie's over. What? And you're Are like, you oh, kidding? come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What the fuck? It was That's the worst twist. My twist is a million times better. That would have yes, exactly. He was like the only doctor and he yes. was the donor as well. Yes. <laughs> it was it was the worst and there was like no depth to it at all. They didn't like I don't know in, inside this kid's psyche. I don't know if yeah, oh, it was it was awful. That and was like, the cheapest out ever. It was like honestly, like within ten seconds of her getting the money and saying thank you, the movie was over. Really? Yeah. Oh it was like she walks God. in, checks on her brother, dead. Bye, man. It was fuck? now that's now that makes me mad. It's like it only makes me mad because I literally had a better idea in three seconds than they did. You you were outsmarting this movie left and right. Don't yeah. sell yourself short. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, did I leave anything out? What happens to Blevins? Uh, Bevins. Bevins. Somebody calls him uh, something else, though. It's something they were like, oh, Duggan's over here. And he's like, hey, it's Bevins. <laughs> Bevins is pretty particular about his name. Uh, that was a good thing that we just did here. 